You know that term, um, what's good for the goose is good for the gander? Yeah, of course I do. Oh, of course you do. Yeah, who doesn't? Um, people who don't speak English. Ah, critical thinking, okay. What about the term? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, it sounds good though, doesn't it? Yes, yes it does. What about it though? Well, you know, there's, there's just so much in this world that really, really sounds good. It's, it just sounds like good, solid advice. Mm. But, you know, sometimes when you really, really really look at it or think about it. Uh-huh, okay. It's just a bunch of horse shit. There is an idea of a show. A working concept. A finished product. This is the beginning. Perhaps of something great. But until we reach that goal, this is simply a big bogus podcast <laughs> good for the goose good for the gander my motherfucking ass <laughs> terms like this man i swear to god um anyway uh this is big bogus podcast i am mighty blackwood the other voice that is my conscience say hello say hello uh, go, go ahead say hello uh, all right. Um, together, we're going to bring you uh, today um, a little bit of a theme that has to do with uh, health, fitness, and nutrition. Um, uh, nourishment. The, the topic, whatever, it's free flow. We're just going to talk. Um, but yeah, this is what, season uh, nine? Eight or no, no, nine. Ah, yes, yes, nine. Season nine, episode three. Um, wow. You got it all out of the way. I know, I know right? Yeah. It was smooth. Mm hmm. All of that, so quickly. Wow. Wow, indeed. Uh-huh. <clears throat> All right. I have a dog. He's 13 years old. He'll be 14 next month. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you, you already said all right. I'm, uh... uh you're, um... What? I... Seems like you have no idea what you're about to talk about. Okay. All right. All right. Um, well, I was just, you know, thinking while I was talking, but all right, let me let me backtrack. Okay. I meet puppies from time to time, and their owners, when they see my dog, being that my dog is now a senior dog, they ask for advice on what to do with their puppies. And I always give them the same kind of advice. Um, number one is wheelbarrow your dog. Stretch those back legs. And that'll be like sending your, your your daughter off to study ballet when she's a kid. So that, you know, for the rest of her life, if even she doesn't go into the ballet world, she'll be flexible and not have these hip problems as a an old person. Oh, I've fallen over and broken my fucking hip. Because, you know, you just fall over and do the splits. Okay, so that's the same thing with puppies. You know, keep them flexible. And the other thing is... Uh, what was the other thing? The teeth. Ah, yes, the teeth. Don't just give your dog hard things to chew on because it's the thing to do. Know your dog. Know what he or she can chew on. So, as a little baby dog, um, I kept my dog nice and flexible by wheelbarrowing him, making sure that... He could um, always 
be as flexible as possible in any situation, whether it's running around in the woods or climbing upstairs or, you know, jumping on a couch or a bed, whatever. Um, if he's running around, then it's best to have the utmost flexibility so he doesn't sprain something. I mean, he did sprain something once, but that was running around in sand on a beach. Um, <laughs> and he recovered within an hour. Um, however, um, I think it's best to do that for your puppy. Um, and you'll, you'll notice a difference. If it's a male dog, when the puppy starts being like a male dog, the typical male dog, when they stop squatting like a puppy or a girl dog, and they start peeing with the leg cocked up in the air, you'll notice that that leg is fully cocked up in the air, like, ah, mad flexible. Anyway, so besides that, the other thing is trim the nails um, as often as possible. This is not a thing I've been successful with because my dog always fucking hated it, and I, I just can't be bothered. Um, I keep them not not too too long, but they're they're uncomfortably long. But I I'm just not going through the fucking drama. Um, so the one advice about that that I would give to anyone with a with a puppy is trim the nails. Get the dog used to having his or her nails trimmed, um, so that it could be a lifelong easy thing to do um, for the dog's own comfort, and so that it doesn't he or she doesn't scratch up things in people. The other thing is brush the teeth um, often for the same reasons as trimming the nails. Um, but the, the final thing is be careful what you feed your dog depending on the size of the dog's teeth and the space between the teeth. Um, sure, every pet store sells very hard things for dogs to chew on but those hard things are not meant for every single dog. And there's a strong reason for this. And once you hear it, once you, once you hear it, um, you'll, you'll strongly reconsider what you feed your dog. So it's said that before the age of three, a great percentage of dogs develop um, what do, they, what do they call it? Periodontal. Is that a word? Is that a term? It is. Periodontal disease. Periodontal disease. It's a term. All right. Periodontal disease. So the unfortunate thing is that if, if your dog can live to be 10 years, say, you know, just for instance, and he or she develops periodontal disease at two years of age, three years of age, I mean, that is a case of extreme neglect on your part, first of all. But second of all, that's going to shorten the dog's lifespan because, you know, there's poison um, in the disease of the gums that travels, you know, to any part of the dog. So it's not good. It's bad, bad, not good. Uh-huh. You did say that. Yes. All right. So, you know, not brushing the dog's teeth is not such a big deal if the dog is eating the right things. But the thing that I noticed about my dog in particular is that when he was a puppy, I would give him, you know, things like human food. Not, not, not ridiculous human food. I mean, like, I would give him apples and carrots. Carrots don't really digest too well. But I'd give him apples and, you know, banana and lettuce, peanut butter. All types of stuff that I enjoy from time to time. I will give it to him. Because I noticed, that, you know, he loves that shit. He loves the crunch of it, the taste of it, whatnot. And I would give him a normal dog food diet as well. But the one thing that I always, always, always kept away from him was tough, tough things to chew on because 
you know, once in a while I'd notice a little blood on, say he's chewing up a pig's ear or something like that. And I'd be like, eh, you know, maybe it's not a good idea that my dog's eating a pig's fucking ear that's like solid as a rock. Um, or like a horn, uh, whatever they're called, the, the bugles, whatever. But, you know, uh, from time to time I would, or, you know, from time to time somebody would be like, oh, can I offer your dog a blah, blah, blah. And then I started seeing someone who religiously got her own dog, this kind of thing, these hard pig's ear type chew things. Um, and, you know, I always try to keep those things away from my dog, but then there's always the, oh, you don't love your dog, oh, you know, he just wants some treats and blah, 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 blah. And she would always throw these things into my dog's fucking mouth, behind my back, in front of me, whatever, whatever, whatever. And, you know, after a while, I just resigned to the fact that, hey, you know, maybe it's not such a bad thing. But my original instinct was, don't give these things to my dog. And I never really quite quantified or qualified why until I realized when it was too late. I realized in the end, not in the end, I mean, he's still alive. He's 13, going on 14. But I realized after it was too late that he has a lot of space between his teeth. Too much of his gums are showing for him to be chewing on really hard, um, really, really sharp um, materials. And the fact that he spent many, many years chewing on these things meant that his gums were always being abrased. Is that a term? Abrased? Uh, abraded. What? His gums were being abraded. I have never heard... <laughs> All right, fine. His gums were being abraded. Um, his gums were being cut up and worn away by these hard things that he was chewing. But, you know, I mean, a dog's a dog. He's not going to stop and be like, oh, my gums are sore. He's just going to fucking keep eating this shit, and every time you throw one at him, he's going to fucking eat it, or at least try to anyway. Um, and then I realized that after years of eating these hard things, his gums started to, you know, just just uh, swell and become inflamed-looking and whatnot. And I realized I really have to stop giving him this crap. Stuff you did. Yeah, I mean, for God's sake, they sell different size chew toys for different size dogs. Yes, they do. It's like, why are people on autopilot when it comes to the treats they give their dogs? Huh? Just as you would not <laughs> give your newborn baby a bone to chew on, um, <laughs> a fucking chicken leg with a bone in it, and just be like, here, enjoy. Um... I think no one should walk into a fucking pet store, pick up a big giant um, elk horn. I guess it's not elk horn. What do they? Uh, is that, that, that that bugle stuff? What is it? What, yeah, what it, is it? it really doesn't matter. Elk antlers are a thing. Go on. All right, all right, fair enough. Elk. An, an, elk uh. <clears throat> Sorry, I cut you off. Elk mm. antlers. Go on. All right. Um, elk antlers. So. Um, or anything like that, like a fucking pig's ear, like I've said. Um, I think a lot of people are concerned that, oh, my dog's bored. And, you know, I've read somewhere that um, dogs need to chew on things to relieve anxiety and stress and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, if I give him or her um, this tough-ass, sharp-ass thing to chew on, it'll, you know, help soothe that primal drive within him or her. And, you know, he or she will, um, you know, be more calm and, 
more dog-like, you know, the kind of dog I'm looking for, you know. But they're totally ignoring the fact that not all dogs are built the same. Some dogs have big, giant fucking teeth. Some dogs have teeth that are really close together. Just look inside your dog's mouth when you get him or her. Um, analyze the teeth and gum situation. If your dog has big, giant teeth, then, you know, maybe he or she can chew on some big, giant elk antlers um, or, a, or, a, or a tough pig's ear or some, you know, petrified gristle or whatever the frig they, they sell for dogs. But, you know, if your dog has little tiny teeth or a lot of space between the gums. <clears throat> a lot of space between the teeth. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Naturally, that's what I meant. Um, Naturally. Go on. Yeah, just uh, yes. avoid the sharp things that they sell for dogs to chew on because that's going to shred his or her gums and you're going to have a nightmare problems with periodontal disease. Um, and that shit really never goes away. Not quite. At all. You're just going to have to put up with it, live with it. Or do surgery. Yeah, or do surgery. One thing's for sure, though, you will have to change the dog's diet. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, uh, what is good for the goose is not necessarily good for the gander. Figure out what kind of dog you have on your hands and treat him or her appropriately. You see, um, with my dog, like I said, he's 13 going on 14 next month. Um, in the beginning of his life, he, he, he had, you know, excellent teeth. I've always had a toothbrush or so around, but I've, he's just never liked his, getting his teeth brushed. Anyway, like I said, he avoided the hard stuff for the first three years of his life, whatever, um, the hard stuff to chew on. And then for a few years there, he was eating the hard stuff because, you know, we couldn't help it. People wouldn't stop giving him the hard stuff to chew on. All right, cool. But then I figured it out finally, and I stopped off of it. But his gums, you know, they... they they they've become puffy around his teeth. Um, he st can still chew things, but then what I realize is that now that his gums are puffy, all they're doing is being uh, is getting abraded. <laughs> um, um, the more he chews hard things, so I figured out the best way to go about him eating his food nowadays is to just ground it, grind it, grind it into a fine powder, and then mix it with water and give it to him as a paste and he loves that shit he loves it loves it loves it and i think it's the best thing for him he doesn't need to be eating crunchy food um at this stage in life he can but i don't want his gums to get any worse and um yeah i just figured out what was best for my dog and that is what it is well goose gander yeah puppies dogs mm-hmm mm -hmm. Well, just by repeating what we already said, right? Which is? Well, what is good for the goose is not necessarily good for the gander, especially when it comes to health, fitness, and nourishment. It's all individual, man. There is an idea of a show. A working concept. A finished product. This is the beginning. Perhaps of something great. But until we reach that goal... This is Sit.